Our next leading ladies in our series is Megan Backer, who at 45 had her life turned upside down and has now become one of the top agents internationally in the Ray White Group. One of the things that we find in life is that life doesn't always go exactly as we had expected and life has uh, some incredible twists and turns. And when life does um, bring us lemons, we do have two choices. We either become bitter or we come, become better. And Megan is testimony to the fact that sometimes our greatest tests in life can be our greatest testimony. So Megan, at 45, here you are, you have dedicated your life to being a wonderful mother to your children, bringing them up, supporting your, your husband and having a very, very successful business together with, in the diamond industry. And suddenly, here you are, your whole life is unexpectedly turned upside down. And that was a very, very dark time in your life. So tell us, how do you handle when, when something like that happens in your life? Oh, that's a good question, Christine. Um, I think um, I always say to people, divorce is like childbirth. And I don't know if, you know, there's some of you here that have had children, but uh, childbirth is ugly, messy, painful, um, sometimes long. Um, and if, but unfortunately, to get to the other side, you have to go through the pain. You have to have the mess, you have to have the ugly. But... If you push through and you bite down hard, you'll come out the other side with something really amazing. And for me, I think, um, yes, I did have the most amazing life and two beautiful children and the beautiful house and all the, all the things. And I was very fortunate that I was a stay-at-home mum, so life was great. And literally in the space of a week, it all disappeared. Um, in Well, my marriage and I worked in our business, so that job went. So I really had to start all over again and work out what I was going to do. Um, and so that, that, that's really what happened. And I, I came out the other side of that experience oh, with immeasurably better than I was before. So I, I think, you know, the fact that you have, you know, gone through the pain, because, you know, pain... The pain of going through something like that, you know, whether it be a loss, a, a death of someone, um, a divorce, um, you know, um, illness, there are so many unexpected things that we will go through in our life. And interestingly enough, you know, in real estate, they are the majority of situations that we're dealing with on, a, on almost a weekly basis with our clients as well. Mm. So, you know, you, you did decide to um, pick yourself up and, and, you know, reinvent yourself. Um, so can you tell us what were the things that you, that you did? Because you, you were talking to me about this the other day and I think they're just such beautiful things that you shared with me. Um, with, with your reinvention, how did you be that caterpillar that came out the beautiful butterfly that you are today, succeeding, being an elite performer, um, real estate agent, 
um, selling some of the most beautiful properties in Brisbane, achieving things that you probably never thought in your wildest dream that you would be achieving. What were the skills that you called on deep down to help you with that transformation? Well, I think um, ultimately I didn't have a choice. Um, and so I, well, and to be fair, uh, thank God for my cousin, who, um, because if Hayes wasn't Hayes, I don't know what would have happened to me, to be honest, um, but I'm sure I would have been fine. Um, but anyway, I think um, I, I had a motto at that time, get up, dress up, show up. And that's just what I did every day, whether it was just get up, dress up, show up for my kids, because getting, you know, and my kids never went to their father, they were with me 24-7, so, um, you know, having to get up every day and put on a happy face and, you know, show your kids, model to your kids how they need to walk through life was really important to me, um, and so I think I ended up... Um, selling, we sold our beautiful home and I bought a little tiny house in the back of Tuong and I basically was a builder's apprentice for three months. I hired a dodgy builder who was good um, and he and I literally worked together to renovate that house. So, um, and, and at the same time, I think I had two kids in high school, very tricky age. My son was rowing, so having to get my son to rowing at 4.30 in the morning and do you know, bits and pieces. I, I think I just always thought, just keep going. I just wanted to feel better all the time. And I think that's always been my motto, just feel better. And what, how you feel about something today when things are bad, I promise you, you won't feel like that tomorrow. I've learnt that lesson. So I think I just... I, and, and look, to be honest, I'm such an accidental real estate agent. I didn't go searching for the career. It found me, thank God. And um, I think I just... Um, deep down, I just am really happy. And I think that I, I... You know, that took a while. But I'm very, very happy. And I think that comes across to my clients. And um, I think I have a very much a focus on not being like a real estate agent and I get that feedback a lot from my clients. They say, we like you because you don't, you're not like a real estate agent. And I, and I think this is an incredible point because even though, you know, you say that Hazley gave you the break, you know, there's no free kicks in real estate. No. There are absolutely no free kicks in real estate. It can, you know, Hazley and I have been talking about this during the week. It takes, for all of us who are in this industry, it takes resilience because we have the, the demands of the clients. The clients put those demands onto us as, as their agents. We transfer those demands onto our team because the client has expectations of us we then have expectations of everyone around us because we're under tremendous pressure. And, you know, the statistics of the number of people who actually do stay in real estate are very, very low. And, I mean, we see this even now with, with a lot of young people who come into the industry. Sel Selena is, you know, a, a bucking the trend because most of them will come in and within six weeks they go, oh... 
gosh, I want to go out on Friday night. I want to party. I don't want to have to work on Saturday. I still I don't do want that. To work on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, you, you still do that. You still do go out. You still party. There's, you've got to give yourself credit for the fact that you have not only come into the industry and survived a really, really, really tough industry and survived some very tough clients as well, but you've actually become an elite performer, which is uh, the top 3% in the industry for the Ray White Group. So one thing you did say to me the other day, and I think what's inspiring about your story is just get up, show up, even when you do feel in your down, darkest darkest days. You also talked about goal setting. Mm. So tell us about goal setting and the importance of, of, of goal setting for other women who might be out there thinking, well, how can I be like you? I might be going, there, there are women in this room who are going through exactly what you're going through right now. Mm. They've just found themselves in that position you're in. And you can be here and you can say to them, well, if I can do it, you can do it. So how did you get through with the goal setting? Well, I, to be honest, when I first started in real estate, I, if you had have said to me, what's your GCI this month? or I would have said, what's that? And I didn't pay any attention to the numbers. I wouldn't have had a clue. People, I mean, people used to say, ask me those questions. I wouldn't know. How many people on your database? I wouldn't know. And I probably fumbled my way through for a few years like that. And I think I've been doing this for six years or whatever now. Um, but like most real estate agents, I think eventually the penny dropped. And I think I made premiere not really knowing what that meant or what that was, but with an idea. Um, and that's when I went, oh, this is fun and I love this feeling of succeeding. Um, I love the numbers. I love drilling down on numbers. I do it all the time. I will, I call it goals roll down and I love doing that stuff. Um, so I think that kind of kicked in and I just became focused on those numbers and I think that's really helped me but I think this year one of the things I've done for the first time is I sat down at the beginning of the year and I did a lot of work around goal setting. I have giant bits of paper, I had a whole day all over my dining room but for me if anyone can write a list of goals, that's easy, I want to lose 10 kilos, I want it whatever but for me I sat down and I went okay well here's six or seven things I want to achieve this year but why do I want to achieve them? Really, why? Because people would ask me all the time, what's your why? I don't have a why. I don't even... I want to know. I go to work so I can pay my bills, feed my kids. That's my why, I guess. But I really drilled down into why do I want to read a book every month? Why do I want to buy that house in the country? Why do I want to write 750 GCI? And really, really thought about it. And then what I did was I spent a lot of time on the how. And I really focused on the how. So the goal is just the byproduct. For me now, it's really about the how. And I think, you know, for real estate agents in the room, there's not that many. Um, it's, this year's been a challenging year um, in, you know, the market. So I don't think about that ever. And I I didn't, if I gave the market, I never gave the market credit for me doing well, so why should I give it credit for me doing badly? It's all on me. So I just now really focus on 
the how. If I want to write whatever the number is, well, how am I going to do it? And I just stay focused on that. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So, you know, the other thing that I think is, uh, is wonderful, you know, about your journey that, that we were sharing the other day, and, and I know that you don't mind me bringing this up, but, you know, um, you're very, very committed to looking after your health and you really value your health, your mental health as well as your physical health. Um, we are in an incredibly stressful position, uh, b- b- um, profession and again being single women without you know the 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 support of a wonderful partner to come home to and you know unload all of the problems of the day it does create uh you know that that need for some sort of support network so in that situation you found some wonderful ways to deal with that 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 you've been happy to share Absolutely. Um, well, for a start, I have an amazing group of women in my life, a very core group of women. I'm still best friends with all the girls I went to high school with. In fact, my best friend, we've been friends since we were 10 years old. Hazley knows all my girlfriends. They're amazing. They're a tribe. Um, so that's one thing. But I love therapy and I, uh, I think therapy is the greatest thing and I have turned to therapy a few times over the last... Well, how long have I been divorced now? Eight years. Um, and I think it's if you can do therapy, you should. Everybody should at some point because nobody's life is perfect or easy. Um, so I think that's amazing. But, you know, therapy can be... Um, I love Mel Robbins, as you know. Christine put me on to Mel Robbins and she's my guru at the moment. Um, Jay Shetty. I don't know if anyone else listens to Jay Shetty, but he's awesome. Um... Or, you know, a bit of Matthew Hussey never goes astray. Um, if it's, but there are lots of love coaches. But uh, so, you know, you don't have to pay a million bucks for a therapist. You can do whatever. But I t- truly believe in putting your hand up when you need help in whatever form that is. Um, not being ashamed to say, I'm struggling or whatever it might be. And seeking out the right help. And I can tell you, when I was going through my divorce... I found a therapist then, but I, if that therapist had said to me, go and stand on the top of a mountain, jump on one foot and drink, I don't know, camel milk, I would have done it to feel better. I didn't care. I just always just want to feel better and do better. So therapy is just one of the ways that I do that. And I, I don't know, I love it. You get to sit there for an hour and talk to someone all about you. Yeah. And it's all about you. And, yes. you know, and they're completely focused on you. So mm. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I think that's just such a wonderful tip because, you know, um, there there was a stigma so many years ago of admitting that and, you know, it's just so wonderful to be so open about it and say this is here for a reason and encouraging everyone to seek support if you need that support and how that has been part of your journey. And, you know, uh, finally, in wrapping up today, you know, I, I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, goal setting, but there is something that you, uh, you want to leave a legacy for your children and you want to be the respected mum for your children. We've, we've heard today from Trin and we've heard from Selena that their mothers were there uh, role models in their life because they did it and they gave their children everything, which I know is something so important to you. You've got incredible kids. 
Um, your kids are incredibly high achievers as well. They're doing amazing things. I don't know if anyone doesn't know this. Um, uh, Megan has a son who has been in Hollywood, who is an incredibly successful uh, musician and a beautiful young daughter who is actually a, a law student. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how you stand um, centred to be a role model for them and what your motto is for your family. Well, our family motto is happy, humble, hardworking. And um, we live by that. My son had a teacher in uh, grade one who was an amazing woman, Miss Rush, and Willem was a really advanced reader. And we got called up to the school to discuss how advanced he was. I mean, you know. Anyway, and um, his teacher was talking to us and talking to him and she said, but, and we're talking about how great he was, and she said, but what do we remember, Willem? And they, at exactly the same time, they both said, happy, humble, hardworking. And it's just stuck with us. And I think it's a great motto. I tried to convince the kids that we should all get little H tattoos, but they're not going for that. <laughs> um, but, yes, so that's kind of, I guess, what we live by. And my son, Willem, he's 24 now. He lives in Melbourne, so I don't get to see him as much, but we speak every day, pretty much. Um, and, obviously, Ruby, well, I just sacked her because she's annoying. But, anyway, <laughs> she's too busy being social and fabulous and all of her other things. But um, she lives with me. And I think, um, back to where I started, really, I think, for me, I just... I wanted the kids, if the kids saw me happy, I felt like I was doing well. And I think that was just all I really ever think about and ever thought about. And, you know, they've seen me go, they, they know the roller coaster that real estate is and they, they get it and they see me when I'm, you know, going crazy and then see me when a deal comes together and you're the happiest person in the world, which can be followed the next day by the saddest person in the world. We know what it's like. Um, but, yes, we, that's, that's our motto and I, I don't know, just... When things get tough, I don't know, you're just happy, humble, hardworking, keep going. Everything will be fine. Thank you, Megs. Very inspiring.